Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm Welcome to a Cigar Hustlers Podcast, where we take a closer look at the people of the cigar industry with your host, Mike and Mike. Welcome everybody to part two of the Nick Malello interview. Um, I don't. It's evidently a government secret. Oh. I don't think that we talked about this on the air last time, but you made a special box for one of the rappers that I admire. He's like top five at least. Mr. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who's that? Nas. Oh wow! Yeah. This is actually the first time I'm talking about this yes. publicly. Oh. Um, kind, da, of da, a, da. kind of a big deal. You know, um, my, friends of mine uh, called the Reminders are a hip-hop uh, couple. They're actually married, and they're a hip-hop duo. And I actually met these guys. I always wanted to see Moe's Def. Okay. Okay? I actually saw him for the first time uh, September at Red Rocks. Okay. okay. Oh, nice. But long story longer. Long story um, longer. Like five, six years ago, I saw that Mose was playing in Denver. So I actually booked a, a trip, especially from Nicaragua, to come up and see Mose. He canceled last second. Oh. But they somehow booked Nas. So, of course, I said, I got to keep this going. Right. So I literally landed in the airport, you know, 10 o'clock. My buddy picked me up. And we went over to the concert and opening act, not bad. Next, was it, it wasn't Nick Grant, was it? I don't know who it was. Nick Grant? Yeah, I could really tell. Is he good? Yeah. I have to look him up. Uh, I think it was a local, local guy. And then these two, uh, this couple comes on the stage and just completely just rocked it. And like the interaction between, I felt like I was in Brooklyn in 1998 watching, you know, Mose and Talib Kweli, Black Star for the first time. Right. And they just, I mean, floored me. And then Nas came out and played. But I ended up meeting the reminders at the merch table later on. And ah. then we just ended up um, becoming friends we ended up meeting another time and went out to dinner and we just talked for you know three hours straight we just you know felt like i knew them uh for a long time so fast forward this was like two years ago they were open up for nas again in aspen at the belly up okay so of course i knew nas is uh nas is a big cigar aficionado mm -hmm. so i had my man thief operandi in in nicaragua my my art director and i said thief you know i'm gonna be you know, backstage and whatnot. You know, I'd love to, I'd love to make him a nice box. So we, uh, he he hand painted just a beautiful uh, Illmatic, the cover of Illmatic on a Wednesday box, and nice. uh, it just came out beautiful. And so I ended up going to the concert, and man, they protect Nas like the president <laughs> of the United States. <laughs> My man Nas has got some like serious serious protection. <laughs> But um, I was able to make it, you know, because I was backstage with them, but he had his whole separate area. And his manager, um, as I was talking to her, you know, I said, I got this box I want to give to Nas. She was from Nicaragua. Ah. Oh, 
hookup. And then, you know, I was able for... It, what are happened, the odds of that? That show? was just amazing. So um, it was real quick, you know, because he was on the move. But, um, yeah. Awesome. Made one for Nas, yeah. Kind of a big so. deal, man. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. That actually was the second one. We we ended up making um, a box, special box for um, become a good friend of mine, D Nice. Yeah, remember Boogie Down Productions, mm-hmm. KRS One. D Nice was was like fifteen when he started Boogie Down Productions, and uh, he actually met a friend of mine on a plane, and then we ended up all meeting for dinner one night, and man, I wish you could see these visuals, but I'll post them at some yeah. point. The D nice one I posted, but D, we ended up using a picture, which is D's a, a very famous DJ and also photographer. He's become a very uh, incredible photographer and DJ. I mean, he did the White House uh, party when Obama oh, wow. was leaving and um, is just an uh, incredible DJ. But we ended up using a picture, which was actually a self-portrait of him. So when he saw it, he was like, oh, man. It's cool. It doesn't get any better than that. No. So. That's pretty fantastic. Yeah. So I'm lucky to be working with some, you know, good artists from from Esteli and friends of mine. And your friends were at IBCBR this year, right? So, yeah, the reminders were in my booth this year. Yeah. They actually, strangely enough, go out to Vegas every July um, because good friends they grew up with, all their kids, all the kids get together. They have three kids. Just unbelievable. Uh, some of the most well-behaved, smartest children I've ever oh, met, well, and you uh, don't want to bring them by my kids because <laughs> <laughs> kids can be tough. Um, but they were out there, at, you know, at the same time, and they came and uh, grabbed the mic and and rocked a nice little set there. Jam session. Yeah, that was fun. Very. That cool. was fun. Yeah, I hope they come back next year. So you're best friends with Nas. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, you know, I definitely uh, admire his music. I haven't had, you know, really time to hang out with, with Nas too right. much. But, yeah, um, one. but that's still awesome. It's dude. awesome, yeah. You know. That's good stuff. Because, you know, I grew up with all this music, of course. Right. But I love hip-hop. Love reggae. Love all music. Jazz. Grandfather is a jazz drummer, big band drummer. So, yeah. Nice. Music is definitely... Uh, I think all it's like comedians. All comedians want to become musicians. Right. Musicians want to be comedians. I think it's the same. Cigar makers want to be musicians sometimes, and the musicians want to be cigar makers. Yeah. So. Very nice. Yeah, so, I'm on. So what the hell? So what do you got going on, man? I mean, we got this new tabernacle's about to drop. New tabernacle. I gotta grab these guys. These guys won. Uh, yeah. I, so. I saw the. What were you? Were you smoking? It's got some type of. Seed or something you saw? Yeah, so it's Cuban seed growing in the Connecticut River Valley. As you know, we have our office on a 50-acre tobacco farm right in the the heart of the Connecticut River Valley. That was always my dream to have, you know, be right in in Connecticut, coming from Connecticut. Tobacco history there is be right right in the middle of it all. So um, we're in an old uh, farmhouse. Cool. From like early Very 1900s cool. on an old farm. A lot of the area around us has been, a lot of the farm, like Amazon has a million square foot fulfillment center up the street. UPS is up, but around this, you can see all the, the tobacco farms because all those places used to be tobacco farms. Um, so, anyway, I've been working in the valley for, you know, some time since like 2004 and working with a lot of farmers. So, you know, you have Connecticut Shade, which is kind of 
really gone down in production over the years because Ecuador has taken over a lot of that production. Mm -hmm. We have broadleaf, which is actually the opposite. There's definitely not enough broadleaf in the market right. these days. Um, and then you have um, Cuban seed that was brought up to Connecticut. And from my research between 1870 and 1880, um, there was a bunch of different seeds that were brought up. Nobody knows exactly from where in Cuba they came up, um, but we know they came from, from Cuba around that time. And so I've been working with different seed varieties there because a lot of the tobacco is susceptible to um, root rot in the valley. So we've been working on really making working with seeds that are stronger, resistant in the field, better yields in the field which makes the, the actual plant stronger and then, you know, healthier and oilier. And wow. to me, that's where a lot of the flavor comes from, those oil oil pockets. Right. I call them little flavor pockets. So root rot is, is defined pretty much as how it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of the sicknesses that will attack the plant. You know, you got to be careful of blue mold there. Right. Also because you have, you know, a lot of potato farms there. And when you have a lot of moisture... Uh, thankfully, this year we didn't have a lot of, uh, there wasn't much of any blue mold, but usually you get it with a lot of moisture, you know. Mm -hmm. And this year was, man, the rains this year. There was a lot of rain. And that's why this year the crop in general for like broadleaf is very thin. Right. Because you had much more cl uh, cloud cover and a lot of rain. So if there's so much rain and so much moisture, that root system doesn't get a chance to really establish itself um, and then the leaves and structure of it is, is much, much thinner. So, but then you also have things like root rot. And, um, but in general, the, the Cuban seed, for one reason or another, has been more susceptible to this. Right. Um, so the experiment station in Connecticut is where the, seeds, the seed um, station, the state of Connecticut, and they've been working with farmers on all different crops to support the farmers to, mm -hmm. you know, in the interest of, you know, Connecticut and the crops to be healthy and strong. Um, so they've worked with a lot of these different seed varieties. So, so, so this one's called the 142. I yeah, love so the time the, clock in the background, by the way. It's, it's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So the 142, which was... A combination of two different Cuban seeds over the years. Right. Um, uh, and the 142 was the strongest okay. that came out of this, yeah. Now, you were saying earlier when we were hanging out that there's a small window. To yeah, this is what you don't see this tobacco used on many cigars, you know, where you'll see, you know, Mexican, you'll see Ecuadorian Sumatras or Habanos. And, you know, this, because it's so difficult to ferment, it's... We're literally on like three years right now of from when it was purchased to, you know, it's not quite ready. The stuff that you guys will get is stuff that I pulled that was the most farthest along. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and that's difficult because you never know when it's going to be ready, right. which makes it difficult in the marketplace because everybody wants them. And right. Right. You, know, you can't tough. get it all the time. Yeah. Right. And the show was coming this year. So I knew it was going to be ready before next year's show. Right. So I wanted to definitely, you know, show it at the show this year. And we're looking at just before Thanksgiving right now for the release. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So well, almost there. we're hoping. I'm so going to be Christmas in Nicaragua time. next week. So we'll get the final. Uh, just like everything else in the cigar industry. We're going to release it in November, which <laughs> yeah. means December. December, 18th, yeah. maybe you'll, January. You'll be seeing yeah. the cigar. Um, so the, the leaf compared to broadleaf is much thinner. Right. 
Um, broadleaf is heavier. It's got a heavier vein structure. It can take very difficult to ferment broadleaf. I would put it up there as one of the most difficult to ferment also, but it can handle high temperatures. It can handle more of the heat, whereas this leaf is th much thinner, but then you have this thick layer of, of we call it grasa in, in Spanish, the fat of the leaf. So you have to cure that down. The window is this big of when it's ready. If you take it below that window, it's not going to be white, right taste-wise. Right. Um, you know, it's going to taste on the green side. It's not going to burn properly. If you take it past that window, it will literally disintegrate on you. You know, you've taken the cellular walls and broken it down to now where it, can, it just literally disintegrates. And oh, then shit. you lose a lot of the flavor. You know, that happens a lot of times with tobacco. You know, people over-ferment tobacco. That that's also a problem. Because then you end up, you know, once you bring the heats up really high, you start losing everything to the elements. Right. You know what I mean? It's right. like putting pasta sauce, you know, a can of pasta sauce in there, putting on heat. You know, if you turn those heats too, too high, you eventually everything's evaporating. Right. Which is very different than my great-grandmother's pasta sauce, you know. Low, of course, fresh ingredients, but you're at a low simmer for hours. Right, right. Um, and, you know, that's what you have to do with this. And you can literally lose, you know, we're usually at 7,000 pounds, 8,000 pounds for pilones. If you're not careful and checking it, you know, every day, after two years, you know, two and a half years, if you bring it up too high, you could just lose the whole thing. Dunzo. So wow. that's why it takes so much time, right? Because that's the last thing you want is is it you know, be, is it real expensive because it's so hard to to work? It is. Yeah. I mean, well, it's because you know of the time that it takes, right? So imagine you know you're putting all this money up front, and before you're turning it into you know cash flow again, right? It's, it's you know you're looking at two and a half, three years. Wow, that's a long time. It is a long time. Mm -hmm. And you if know. you go a day too long, you're like, oh, crap, there goes uh, that pile. Start it over. Start it over. But it's, Put it's, some more seeds in. It's, you know, it's worth it. I think it's very unique, the flavor of it, because you have that, you know, this Cuban sort of element to it with a, a good spice. But then you also have the element of the, the river valley, you know, so you have some earthiness. You know, you have a little sweetness to it, but it's definitely more on the spicier side to me than, you, than the, the broadleaf, you know. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So it's uh, calling it Tabernacle Havana Seed 142. 142. Yeah. 90 times better. <laughs> so did 141 so, not work? Is that what it is? I well, mean, that was the batch, is the that, 142. 142. Well, no, it's the seed. It's the right, actually, oh, yeah, it's the seed, actually seed, seed is called oh, okay. 142. Yeah, I don't know is. how they came. That's not a name that I came up with. Oh, okay. They actually crossed 34, and like, and it was like one. They don't add up. They don't to add one forty-two. No, <laughs> right. so I wasn't able to really find out the origins of where they came up with the numbers. Um, Be terrible uh, if they tried one hundred and forty different ones that didn't work. We got to get somebody really drunk who has that answer. Like I'll tell you what it is. You know, there it's gonna you go. be some fucking some seed scientist or something. One day, Take him with the grand down. prize then. Yeah. I meant to write down twelve. And <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting to see how all these countries classify. That every yeah. country has its own. point two. Its, its own, own classification, yeah. So what else is what? What's new? What other than that? Are you working on anything else? Um, 
I got some things. I got some things in the works. Yeah, we're. um, You know, I definitely think you're going to be seeing this year's a a new um, High Clare Castle for next year. Yeah. So um, a little bolder. A little bolder. A little heavier. Yeah. I love that. Um, You know, High Clare. We just launched it at the castle in June. Um, so we're now actually selling. It's one of the only foreign markets I've opened up at this point mm-hmm. um, is England. So we launched in June. Uh, the owners of the castle, Lord Carnarvon and Lady Carnarvon, actually hosted uh, myself, my partner Adam, in the project and about 30 retailers from throughout England, which was super cool because a lot of those retailers and shops, some of them were just ancient you know really right. old. Years old yeah which is is cool going back to the beginning of tobacco you know new world tobacco history um so we're actually gearing up for this whole project evolved f- from my friend adam who uh owns a distillery in connecticut so he makes moonshine so he actually was friends with him and his wife was friends with uh lord and lady carnarvon they developed a friendship and we're working on a gin called High Clare Castle. So in that nice. process, of course, cigars came up. Right. And um, Adam said, we have to meet. You got to meet the Loch Ness Monster. You got to meet the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> we, we ended up uh, planning a trip. They came down to Nicaragua to visit me, and we just hit it off. And uh, Lord Carnarvon is just really down to earth. And uh, just the history. You know, if you see Foundations Brands, I definitely love history and culture, and it just fit in with everything else. They, you know? So I got to know. So they went down to, to Esteli. Did, yeah. they, did they stay at, like, Los Arcos? Or, no, know? they stayed with me. Oh, I actually okay. stayed with uh, Abdel. Abdel Fernandez oh, actually okay. put us all up because he's got an amazing pad. Right. It's a, uh, it's a nicer experience. Yeah. You know, because I can only imagine what it's like going the, from the, the Lord castle. Yeah, right. Well, let me tell you. Yes, the well, and, <laughs> and, and that's you the know? sort of thing, you know, you look at it, and, and that's, of course, my first perception. At, you know, I'm thinking a lot of highbrow, might be a little, you know, snooty kind of. But it was the complete opposite, opposite meeting right. Lord Carnarvon because they're – you know they're farm. They're five thousand acres. They're very much involved in agriculture, and and he's really down to earth. Right. You know. What, and what, out, kind of, what kind of car is he driving? Dude, he was driving around in an old like Mitsubishi, right. um, a Zuzu. It was like there's a Zuzu Trooper type right. cars. That's what he drives on a daily. Right. Of course, he's got a Rolls Royce from like 1920. Right. It's but his That's, daily, you know, his daily it's for the parades. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and. And, um, you know, it was great. Him and his wife had had us over for dinner. She cooked for us the night before. And then we enjoyed, you know, a nice scotch and Highclere Castle Churchill watching the sunset on this, you know, sheep grazing in the back. It was surreal. I mean, it was absolutely – you talk about, like, meditation. You're just on that property. Right. And you're just – at peace they have these cedars of Le- you know that were brought from lebanon from like the 1700s and um just unbelievable and i got into the history of cigar smoking there you know they have a smoking room that's been there forever the library was always a place if you see you know this is where they filmed downton abbey the first episode of downton abbey the ending scene is smoking them smoking cigars after dinner mm-hmm. um oh. so these guys are the real downton abbey you know right and uh, his great grandfather discovered King Tut's tomb. 
kind of really? with a cigar in hand. You know, he was the one that helped. He was an amateur archaeologist. He was a, a race car driver. This is when like race cars was first uh, first a thing, and he got into I think a bunch of accidents and was all kind of shaken up. And his doctor said, "You got to spend uh, your winters in a drier climate." Started spending time in Egypt, became an amateur well, archaeologist. On, on the dryer, didn't he? What's that? He went severe on the, you got to go to a drier climate. Yeah. Desert, yeah, desert went, is where we're going. Yeah. And, but that time, I think, was like the end of them discovering a lot of these tombs. And a lot of oh. them thought, you know, pretty much everybody said there's nothing really left. Right. right. And he had met Howard Carter and, man, you know. Boom. Boom. King Tut. And they actually have <laughs> a full uh, replica of the the tomb at the castle. No kidding. Unbelievable. That's pretty wow. unbelievable. That's There's pretty a book cool. I got called uh, Egypt at Highclere, which was really cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So just the history of just talking to. Um, he came last year. Um, we visited a few shops in Connecticut just to see that experience. We visited one shop. You know, we're in the shop talking somehow i was there with dave you know dave loves history right. talking to the shop owner get into a whole discussion about cleopatra and uh, in walks this guy tattoos all down the side of his face both sides tattoos all over the place he walks in sits down you know we were all just sort of like okay interesting <laughs> and then this guy starts going on uh, well you have to remember that Cleopatra in the uh, this century, and he started dropping mad knowledge. <laughs> we walked out of there, and Lord Carnarvon was like, that was incredible. Right. That, he, that was one of his favorite experiences of the whole trip. You just never know. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the show this year, before we were, he was leaving, he's like, can I get one of those Upsetter shirts? <laughs> nice. <laughs> That so, is fantastic. You know, and then he said, I only have double XL plus. <laughs> so unfortunately, uh, no M's or smalls. No M's or smalls. Right. Not in the yeah. cigar industry. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm hoping uh, probably for the show next year. Um, new High Clare. New High Clare. You know, the High Clare um, we ended up doing with beautiful Connecticut shade. The binder is Modafina Brazil. You know, people, it's interesting to see the. People's thoughts on Connecticut shades in the industry, having released, uh, especially the hardcore guys. Yeah, there's definitely they tend to lead towards darker rappers and whatnot. But I always tell them with the high clear, it's like that that Connecticut rapper is that beautiful evening gown. It's elegant, really nice to look at. But under there is that black lace Victoria's Secret Modafina binder holding everything together with a whip. With a nice whip. <laughs> That's my new selling point. Yeah. So you hey. get some spice in there, and you get that Connecticut shade, it's so thin. So that Modafina, you know, really gives it more body. You can, it a bit. You, can, you can use heavier filler tobaccos. So it's, um, you know, it's. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. It's amazing. Don't be fooled. It's that or the easy for me in the morning. That's, yeah. that's pretty much it. Yep. Flavor country. Flavor country, baby. Flavor country. Are we getting so, an Egyptian cigar to you anytime soon? That would be interesting. Yeah. I just can't wait to see the Loch Neck Monster. It's going to be fantastic. This Something is like Beetlejuice. You've said it, what, three, four times? So <laughs> elusive. He's, He's pushing it in. Yeah. I will not give up. I'm going to be relentless until I see a pewter design 
of a Loch Ness monster. It's like a, the Loch Ness monster with your head and the little hat. That's <laughs> what the scary part of it is. It's having my face on that. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. You have any tattoos? Can we? No, I don't. Who's your first one? Well, there you the go. Loch- what is the other nickname for Nessie? Nessie. Nessie. Yeah. Nessie, yeah. I like Loch Nick Monster. Loch Nick Monster is yeah. fantastic. Call it Nikki. So I asked you this. I, <laughs> when did you do the podcast with us? Was it like six months ago almost? Something like that? If you give me a minute, I can find is it. Is it January? Yeah, okay. I think it's January. Yeah, I think, I think it was, it was January. beginning of the year or something. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so I asked you this before. Oh, snap. Yeah. I'm going to ask you this question again. I don't again. know what you're going to ask me. I acted like I knew, but yeah. I have no idea. You had that minute. Yeah. We have five questions. No, you already had the five questions. You already had the five questions. <laughs> um, yeah. Wh- when the fuck are you going to open a factory? <laughs> I don't know why I just did that. Um, you know, right now, I really have the best of both worlds. I, I hear all that. I With my that. schedule and starting up, you know, the business on the state side, right. I've been on the Nicaragua side for so long. Right. So a lot of people are just discovering, you know, what I've done on the state side, um, opening up the office. I have been able to really establish my own team. That was one of the things working with, you know, even AJ and Topsa is being able to, they open their doors completely to me. Right. You know, having access to, you know, amazing inventories of tobacco. Yeah. And then being able to do what I want to do within these factories. Um, And, you know, they know my experience, of course, and I've worked with a lot of them for so many years. I've been able to, work within these factories, have my own teams, and do things the way I want them done. Right. So that's been great, uh-huh. you know, and then having all this FDA stuff, you know, initially five years, um, sorry, three years ago when I launched, right. you know, there was a lot of that, um, there was a lot of that concern, but then also, you know, the investment side of things right. um, was much bigger, and I didn't, it was pre- pre-valuation at that time before I started the company and you know the money needed to start both ends was a lot greater right and then I didn't want to start you know losing the company at you know losing 30 40 percent of the company to start right you know I would have rather I think just you know go get a job for somebody I had a lot of job offers you know right coming from from different companies so I said you know let me let me hold off. Right. Let me. Uh, so you've held off. So I've held <laughs> off. So if I get a you know a really clear definition of what's going on with the FDA, I'd love to start start one right away. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, that's the, you know. And what about um, what about all the shit that's going on in Nicaragua? Man, yeah. Wow. Deep. That was deep. Deep. So what's going on? I mean, because you know I'm not there. I just know that the U.S. Embassy's closed and. Oh man! Oh, you actually have hair. That's so weird. I've never seen I you without do. a hat. I know. I oh wow! I've never seen it. Does it does exist. It's amazing. And it looks worse when I have my hat on because then I. That's oh, that's yeah. a good look. That's a nice look right there. You like it? Yeah. I want to keep it like this. Just don't take pictures. That's no, 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 no problem. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get the spike look going on. I'm you know that. You master it. It takes you a couple seconds to do. Nicaragua. Um, it's tough to see, man. It's tough to see, you know, so many friends, families. Of course, we all have businesses, you know, down there. It's definitely um, complex, political. I'm not a politics guy. Right. Um, so I've been trying to stay out of it, but 
you know, a lot of people were just not happy in April of what was going on. Right. And it's kind of a shame because there's been so much good going on in the country since I've, you know, I landed there 2003. You know, infrastructure has evolved so much. GDP's up. Tourism was up. Uh, cigar industry, you see what was happening. You know, right. 2003, there was no cigar tourism. There was, right. you know, not as many brands or factories. And remember back in the 90s, you know, it was Hoyte, Nicaragua. Padrone, you know, maybe you had La Finca. Right. Um, so a lot of positive stuff, but in April, you know, people really rose up and uh, were really upset with the president that um, he was really trying to squash the opposition. Right. And um, they, they announced the 5% increase to Social Security, and there was a lot of protests that started, and a lot of people felt that, um, you know, the government had sent out some political you know groups and they were caught on video beating the shit out of a lot of people a lot of the protests um i don't know if you saw that video i did not but this video spread you know in april within two days on facebook everybody has facebook in nicaragua you know mm -hmm. the kid you know begging on the streets to you he's, know he's got wi-fi everybody's <laughs> got it and you know that was one of the cool things people were doing they had the new parks you know, had Wi-Fi and, right. you know, all this stuff. And they all um, hang on there on the phones. Yeah. And then, you know, if you knew about the history of Nicaragua, you know, people went through a lot in the 80s. You know, the Somoza family ruled Nicaragua from, I think, late 20s to 1979. You know, and then you had crazy, crazy. Can we swear on this? Yeah. Yep. Crazy shit going on in the 80s up till, you know, the early 90s. And um, people want to free Nicaragua. And... When they saw this video, I think a lot of people in the middle that were, you know, you had pro-government people, you had people that were anti, but you had this huge group of people in the middle. And then when they saw this video, it sort of swayed them to take to the streets and start protesting. Um, you know, the president's on four terms, his wife's vice president. So a lot of people have, you know, they're like, what's going on? You right. know, and... Um, Man, it got it got you know violent clashes with police and whatnot, and unfortunately it turned bloody. And then I think it was just kind of mismanaged from the beginning. Um, you know, they had a I think within the first two weeks a live um, discussion with the president, his wife, the student groups, and all these other groups on live TV, and they just laid into him. Right. And I was cringing watching it because it's just not what should have happened. Like there should have been, you know, negotiations happening behind behind the scenes to make something happen. And then, uh, you know, he's taken full control back, cleaned up the streets and, um, you know, that's kind of where it lays right now. Yeah. So, you know, I wish they would have just let these protests happen initially right and you know whoever was you know of course i'm sure the government denies the first uh you know the the videos at first that they weren't involved or whatever it was it should have been resolved early on and this thing would have been over right but you know you've been down there recently since um, this has been going on i have it it's been uh, like a month and a half um and i'll be down Next so week. you you've been down there since it's been going on. Yeah, I was down there when it all went down. Oh. Um, you feel safe when you're there? 
I didn't feel like I was in 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 danger, but it was basically clashes with police and protesters. So right. if you weren't in protesting those, or a police officer, yeah, I mean they okay. were. I mean there was marches happening. A lot of the students led a lot of these marches, and then they really tried with uh, you know kind of civil disobedience and um, tried to shut down the roads. And we're trying to shut down, you know, transportation from north to south. And most of May, you know, things were shut down. This is why we're kind of behind and, you know, have some somewhat of a, you know, back order issue. Because May, you know, production was down. There was a lot of shit going down. Right. Um, and most of the country was blocked up. So, I mean, they had a, I think it was on Mother's Day. The whole country shut down. It was a Thursday. It was a nationwide protest. Right, yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah. We just had Casey on a couple of weeks ago. He was talking about extra protection cars when he goes and stuff. Extra what? Protection cars. The yeah. factory he does business with sent extra cars with them. Plus to, Placentia. Yeah, Placentia. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That kind of stuff's not really needed. Nick's is, you know, as, as Nicaraguan as a white boy. That's true, get, that's true. Know. So what does Yeah, that mean? Casey would stick out considerably more than Nick would. I mean, you're practically a native. Yeah, I mean, a bit, I mean, you guys are there a lot. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, you definitely have a, t you know, yeah. Right? I'm sure, I think Placentia had issues some time ago. I don't yeah. know if it was in Nicaragua or Honduras. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't, I'm in touch with everybody on a daily basis, you know, the production floor, mm -hmm. all my friends and whatnot. So, Esteli... Esteli is its own world. You know, you're in the north. Most of the population lives in the south. You have a lot more um, groups down in the south, you know, political groups, different groups, political groups protesting, um, not from the student groups, but other, you know, political groups that wanted right. to, you know, be involved. They've kind of, you know, the student groups, I think, were pretty genuine in, in what they they were going for initially which is you know don't suppress the opposition you know keep it open right but then you have other groups that are trying to mess with everything and then you have the geopolitical situation you know it's like jesus a lot is it's a lot production is that centralized in nicaragua or is it kind of spread out two hours north yeah so you're in managua you go two hours north to esteli and then you go you know, another 40 minutes north, you're in Condega, and then another two and a half hours, three hours, you're in Jalapa. Um, so it's basically to the north. Most of the population lives in the south. Nicaragua is, you know, the size of the state in New York, six million people. It's very small. Right. Um, and again, most people are in the south, either in Managua, Leon, the colonial cities of Leon, or, or Granada. Um, so it definitely was more intense there. You know, everybody in Esteli, it's like you're in Esteli, you're in the mountains, you're 800 meters up. You know, so you're in, you're all on the same baseball team. Right. Why are you going to be fucking everybody up, right. you know? And then the cigar industry is just has come such a long way and I think has done so much for the community. So many people survive off of it. If there's no cigar industry, I mean, you're not eating. Yeah, you're the whole city. Yeah. I mean, there's no... I mean, it would be, you know, you'd be going back to, like, 85 if, you know, if that starts happening. So I don't think anybody wants to see see that that happen. So it's uh, it's relatively safe. May was kind of crazy. Um, 
But I think it's been safe. I mean, you talked to, to Skip, right? Has he been? Yeah. How, what's he been saying? Nothing. Anything? Yeah. Nothing. No, nothing lately. Well, because that's why you know, I talked to him. Normal, you know. He was big in posting all those videos when no. that was going on. I mean, yeah. it looked pretty scary I mean, for me. Well, because he was he was right, you know, towards the center where his place is is like two blocks from the town square. Oh, okay. And that's where a lot of the confrontations right. were happening, and people were like running supplies from uh, his block into the center when it was first going down. So it was getting, you know, it was getting kind of crazy. So. I mean, I'm not for the violence, you know, in general on any any side. Right. Because I don't, th- you know, you're battling military that's got AK-47s. Like, and you have yeah, the you pavements. You're going you out rocks there with, sticks. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, I think not, it, not good. yeah, I mean, I just don't think that's necessarily the way to go. Right. I think that's why you have such a high death toll right now yeah. from that time is because, you know, but at the same time. I don't know. People are definitely expressing that there's something, right. something not right, Some and the government is kind of like, I don't, you know. It takes the same amount of time to get to Nicaragua still, or to Esteli. Yeah, yeah, because all the roadblocks have been cleared. Right. You know, they they kind of just sent in paramilitary troops to clear everything and keep the roads, keep the roads flowing. Keep the roads open. Yeah. So they've been trying to force, you know, early elections. I don't think there's any sign that, you know, he wants to give give that power up um, before such time. So I don't know. When's the regular election supposed to be? I think we're looking at 2021 or 22. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Long time still. Yeah. So I'm just hoping leading up to that point, you know, there's can be open and Peace. free elections. Yeah. Right. And I, you know, I don't know. You get too many foreign, too much foreign involvement. I don't know if that could be, you know. Stay out of it. Well, it could be, it could be a lot worse. Yeah. And then, you know, you got to remember there's all that Iran-Contra shit that happened in the 80s. So, right. So, you know, if it gets too sketchy, you know, people are going to, they'll start freaking out. Right. I don't know. I don't think there was any exit strategy that was really given to him either, proper. Right. You know, military's behind him, police is behind him. He's got a big family. If you're him, you're not going to go out the regular population. I mean, right. your life is in jeopardy. Right. So yeah. you feel the safest. You know, it's not that only that you just, you know, you want to stay in power, but you got no real option right? Um, without being in more danger. Right. So, I know the Catholic Church was involved, and I don't know, man. They got their own problems. It's a t- they do, <laughs> man. But it's a tough one. I wish. Um, I think the dialogue breaks down pretty quick, and you know, I see how dialogue works just within small companies, or you know, right. you, you can only imagine, yeah. you know, dealing with governments and central banks and different political parties and uh it's just a shame because everything was going so well right you know i wish they were advised a little bit differently because it would be a non-issue at this point right and i think everybody wants to go back to the way it was i think the government is kind of like no let's let's go back let's go back to, <laughs> to the way before. it was but then you have just too many people that you know now have lost their lives and you know people that are just upset and but hopefully uh I don't know. You know, recently, you know, I'm a big uh, 
student of of you know East East African history, Ethiopia and that part of the world. Ethiopia and Eritrea just announced after 20 years a peace treaty. Not many people have seen it because it doesn't make you know big news, but it's it's like the Berlin Wall coming down right. in East Africa, and these countries were not communicative. You couldn't even take a flight there. You couldn't make phone calls. They finally made peace. Eighty thousand dead, man, after twenty years. It's kind of a big number. That's a big number. You know what I mean? It's like it's crazy. at the end of the day, you know, both sides, whatever side you're on, it's like, you know. A lot of people don't have to die. You don't have to die. I mean, it's just too much. You know, that's the last thing you want to want to see. I think we're in the three hundreds in Nicaragua, but it's like, I don't know, man. Crazy. It's crazy, crazy shit. So we'll just end it on that note then. Oh, great. <laughs> Happy positive. Yeah. Great. Happy positive. Yeah. Great. Well, so you know, hey, dude, I appreciate you coming out. Love Always you, a pleasure to Sticking be here. Around, hanging out. Um, let's hang out. You know, I wish I got yes. to come here more often. Yeah. Um, yeah. What the but fuck? I love what you guys are doing. It's Alfredo's fault. We'll blame Alfredo. You gotta blame Alfredo for everything. He's, he's pretty good lately, man. He's Alfredo's on his shit yeah, right now, man. man. The guy's down sixty-three pounds, and he's got me. I'm on my fifth day. I'm in ketosis, nice. mild <laughs> ketosis. That's where you want to be. You know, I you remember the colors. I think that we all all need to. Oh think. yeah, I gotta get purple. It's very purpley. Purple. That purple stuff. I think that we all need to thank Rosales for that. He uh, he spawned that. In Dude, the he did, and yeah. I remember. Yeah. I ended up getting into it. He had spoken with me, like a good. At some point, um, maybe a year. When did he start that? Uh, I don't know. So, like, he spoke to me, and then it didn't click. And I ended up seeing a documentary called The Magic Pill. Right. Um, and it was basically about, you know, all ketosis. It started indigenous tribes within Australia. Massive amounts of diabetes, heart disease. You have all these indigenous tribes that they drink in Coca-Cola in the morning. Right. And these groups are going in, you know, re-educating them, saying, no, you've had it right for thousands of years. Right. Your diet that you've been eating for thousands of years is the correct diet. Right. Um, and it sort of hit me. The biggest thing that hit me was the doctor on it saying that cancer's main food source is glucose. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it didn't hit me until I heard that. Because I've always said, there's got to be something, you know, that we're eating or something we're doing. You have all these high cancer. And then when he, he said that, I said, that makes perfect sense. Right. Everything is sugar. Yeah, everything is uh, sugar. Carbohydrates. So it follows this woman around that has breast cancer and gets on this diet, shrinks the tumor kid with autism starts they do the trials you know the autism kid sugar in the morning apple juices you know all those things are just high sugar they change the child's diet of course first four days was living hell right but then after the kids eating broccoli you know eating properly communicating that completely changed the whole demeanor of the child Crazy. just eating yeah you don't have sugar and kind i mean it's just not natural a lot of times it's like eat real food that's pretty much it right you get all these fancy names and all that i, I looked at it, it's just like you're eating vegetables and meats and fats right but everybody is convinced everybody that fat is bad right so eat the low you know the low uh the low fat the low, the low fat, fat one which has got more you sugar. Know, 35 grams of carbohydrates right. right and it's the worst stuff you should be eating but alfredo has been 
I'm kind of using I was out I started it back in February. I lost 22 pounds and then I fell out of it back in August and then traveling with Alfredo, I said I'm going to use it as a catapult to get right. back on it. So I'm day 5. I already feel better. you know, you can feel it. I feel better. I don't feel bloated. I don't feel, you know, lethargic. That We're going to change the cigar industry. We're going to be lean mean fucking Everybody's going to buy small machines. and medium shirts. Right? It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be crazy. You're going to fast forward 10 years from today, and, you know, yeah. there will be no double XLs. Well, because, and, and then if you see it, it, people that have issues that are cigar smokers, many times it it doesn't have anything to do with cigars. cigars yeah. Oh, you see it's people the pie getting, that they ate before yeah. they smoked a cigar. Right. And God bless all us cigar smokers. A lot of us are big, pretty big, pretty big, big guys. guys. That's why I don't make smalls or mediums anymore. Right. Waste of time. Thank you for that. <laughs> and David's, but, uh, David's 110 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> yeah. Fucking six foot three. Yeah. But I got to get on it. You, you, you've been killing it. Yeah, I've been trying. Yeah. You know. But I appreciate you guys. You guys are you, too, you guys are doing a great job. So hashtag Lockneck Monster. Lockneck Monster. Bring your artwork, Kelly. For the record, we did we did mention Skip again, which gets mentioned on every episode. Skippy mm-hmm. Dippy. He's my dude, man. I what know, but we got to get him in here. Who's talking this episode? Uh, Skip Martin. Oh, I think we need to do a challenge with Skip on the the keto diet. That's never gonna Mike's got to Mike's got to get get. Uh, what we gotta, gonna, what's he gonna post? He likes being the anti. You know he what I mean? does. He, he loves it. The he he the, relishes in it. Yeah. Is that the word? Relish? Yeah, yes. yeah. a little yeah. relish. He relishes in <laughs> relish on everything. God sure. bless him. Can't give up his rum. Yeah. Rum's made out of sugar, so. I'm glad he's alive. I'm glad you're alive, Skip. Yeah. I think we're all glad. We're all glad alive. Skip's alive. <laughs> Get on ketosis, Skip. Mild ketosis. <laughs> I, think that's it. Ke- I think he gets on ketosis at this point. He dies <laughs> in like a week, so let's not do that. No, no, he'll be fine. He dropped you know this guy dropped fifty pounds in three months. Alfredo. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. I mean, strict, but, you know. You gotta be. You gotta be. I never even knew about ketosis, that your liver produces ketosis. Who the hell knew? Right. First thing you have to do when you're in ketosis is tell other people that you're in ketosis. Right. So you can annoy the shit out of everybody. <laughs> and they can be like, oh, God, these fuckers. Oh, another guy. These cigar-smoking <laughs> ketosis motherfuckers. Yeah. Isn't that the vegan rule? Vegan. You know, vegan is an ancient Navajo word. You ever know that? No, I didn't you know, know what that. it means? It means bad hunter. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, all right. That's it. We'll wrap up right there with bad hunter. Bad hunter. It is bad hunter. Better note than you know the other stuff. <laughs> so. All right. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, hey, guys. This is the operator with a collect call from Emory Jones. To accept the charges. Press one now. All right, folks, that's it. Show's over. Thanks for listening. You can send in any of your questions or suggestions for guests to a Cigar Hustlers Podcast Facebook page. You can follow the show on Instagram at a Cigar Hustlers Podcast. You can follow Mikey at Cigar Hustler. You can follow me at FCC underscore Mike. Remember to please rate, review, and subscribe to whichever our providers you listen to.